Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, August 10th. The time is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you're listening to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. This is a weekly live podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir. And this podcast is dedicated, committed, and yes, consecrated to the ministry of prayer, petition, intercession, and supplication on behalf of those of us who are parents and or guardians of unsaved, wayward, backslidden sons and daughters. Every week we take time from the busy schedules of life to come on the air. We have a short devotional time where we share the word of God, ironing, sharpening iron for mutual edification and encouragement. And then we enter a time of prayer when we lift up before the throne of grace. Teenagers, young people, adult sons and daughters, maybe those who have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Maybe we're parents, Christians, believers, and we have unsaved sons and daughters. Maybe some of them are adults, and they have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. They may know the gospel. They may have heard the gospel. They've never committed their lives to Christ. They've never surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. Maybe you're the Christian parent of a teenager who has never accepted Christ either. As teenagers, teens can become distracted by peer pressure or the things of this life or pleasures of this life, and they believe that there is plenty of time to turn to the Lord, or maybe that religion, the Bible, and spiritual things are for older people, but not for them at their age. They want to have a good time and have fun. And they're putting off the things of eternity, believing they have all eternity, but not giving thought to eternity. Many of us have prodigal sons and daughters, perhaps, who have been involved in the church and grew up in the church. Maybe they were a part of the choir or a youth group. And for some reason, maybe they became distracted, peer pressure, friends, luring them back out into the world, career, money, different lifestyles, alternative religions, alternative spiritual beliefs, religious beliefs, crystals. Maybe they've gotten caught up with hanging out with friends and pursuing other things. And they've put the things of God and eternity into the background, believing they can always return to them. That is not the case. The word of God in the book of Hebrews says that it is appointed once unto men to die. And after this, the judgment, death can come at any time. We read many times in the news about young people, athletes, in the prime of their lives who have entered into eternity. Unexpected deaths, heart stoppage, disease, 
perhaps even drug overdoses or accidents. We don't know when our time is going to come up, when we'll enter into eternity. And so we pray. We pray for our prodigal sons and daughters. Our names are written in the book of life. We want their names to be written in the book of life as well. And if not through a death, there is an event that's soon to come. It can happen tonight. A biblical event that is actually going to happen, even though many don't believe in it. An event called the rapture, when the Lord Jesus Christ will return to earth and snatch away all those who have trusted in him and surrendered their lives to him. The word of God in the book of Thessalonians says that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel. And it goes on to say that believers who have died in the faith will rise first and be taken up together in the clouds with the Lord. And then we who are alive and remain, living believers, will be taken up to heaven. The Lord will take all of us with him into glory before he pours out his judgments on a rebellious and unrepentant world. This sounds incredible, and many people ridicule it and don't believe it. There have been cartoons and caricatures mocking it, but it is actually going to take place. For believers, it is a blessed hope, but for those who have never surrendered their lives to Christ, it will be a terrible day when they will be left behind to face God's judgment and all the prophecies that are predicted in the Word of God. A world leader will arise, the Antichrist, as he is called in the scriptures, and he will deceive the entire world into following him and trusting him. The Bible says that many will receive his mark, signifying allegiance and commitment to him, instead of accepting and committing to Christ. The Word of God says that those who receive the mark of the beast, as he is called in the Word of God, will have their eternity and fate sealed forever in the lake of fire. Again, all incredible, but all too true. It will happen. And again, the rapture could take place tonight. Well, we all look forward to it at the same time. We don't want our unsaved and prodigal sons and daughters to miss out on this. We want their names written in the book of life as well. We don't want them to be continually in bondage to whatever it is they're in bondage to. And so that's what this podcast is about. Commitment, dedication, consecration to praying for our unsaved or backslidden sons and daughters that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and recommit their lives to him so that their names can be written in the book of life. You know, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 13 says, To watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And it also says in Matthew, chapter 24, verse 37, For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Unexpectedly, people will be engaged in pleasures, engaged in worldly activities, going about their business, putting off the things of eternity and the things of the Lord, 
and going about their lives, not believing in the word of God. But suddenly, unexpectedly, surprisingly, but not unpredictably, because it is in the word of God, the rapture will take place, multitudes will disappear, and multitudes will be left behind. So we touch and agree in prayer for our unsaved prodigal sons and daughters, that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what this podcast is all about. Again, it is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation and involvement in it. If you have a scripture you want to share, if you have a testimony, how the Lord is moving in your life and in the life of your unsaved son or daughter, maybe you have an insight you'd like to share as well. We invite you to come live on the air. This is an ironing, sharpening iron period of time, mutual encouragement and edification. If you have a prayer request, and we have several, which we will be bringing before the throne of grace later on in our program. If you have a prayer request, you can still message it in. If you're on the app right now, listening live, you can type it in and we will see it on our screen and bring it before the throne of grace. If you want it to be an unspoken or anonymous request, maybe with not much detail, we will honor and respect your privacy and confidentiality. God knows the details. You can key it in, and when the time of prayer comes, we will lift it up before the Lord. And so I pray that this podcast is a blessing to you. With that in mind, please join me in a word of prayer before we proceed any further. Father, I thank you for this again, Lord, as I always say, brief period of time in comparison to eternity when we can come together in prayer, encouragement, petition, supplication, edification, strengthening and comfort of each other as we lift up our unsaved sons and daughters that many of us are burdened for. Let this be a time of blessing for everyone who's listening live now and maybe later on as they download the podcast. There are many who may not be listening live now who'll be listening later on, Lord. Your Holy Spirit is powerful and it can move through a downloaded podcast as well as it can live. No restrictions to the Spirit of God. Lord, I pray that you put burning coals on my lips so what I have to say encourages and strengthens and is of benefit, Lord God. We thank you and we praise you. Move, Holy Spirit, during this podcast. Let there be a movement of the Holy Ghost. And everyone who's listening and anyone who may share, myself included, in Jesus' name, amen. At this time, we want to welcome listeners throughout the United States. We want to acknowledge them as we always do. We acknowledge listeners in New York, California, Colorado, and Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, and Georgia. We have listeners in Alabama, Maryland, and Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, and New Jersey, and Montana. 
We have listeners in Illinois, Minnesota, and Louisiana, New Hampshire, the great state of Oregon, and Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina, Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, and New Mexico. Internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia, and France, Uganda, and Brazil, the United Kingdom, Bosnia, Herzegovina, and the Philippines. We welcome you if you're listening live some people even though we come on live at 7 p.m may be listening at a different time they're tuning in live there may be people tuning in in utah it's 5 p.m in utah and they may be tuning in live there's a three-hour difference in california and i know of some people who are tuning in live right now despite the three-hour time difference but for many people They'll be downloading this podcast at a later time, maybe because of time differences or other obligations. They cannot listen live. That's fine. The Lord, as I've said in my prayer, can move as mightily in a downloaded podcast as he can in a live program. And so we welcome all listeners. We are happy that you are joining us in this live program, the Parents of Prodigals podcast, praying our children back home we want to proceed for our devotional tonight and the title of our devotional is our prodigals our fears and god's power again that title is our prodigals our fears and god's power and our scripture text is taken from the book of matthew the gospel of matthew chapter 8 verses 23 through 27 matthew chapter 8 verses 23 through 27 and I'll give you a few moments to find that scripture text in your Bibles. You know, in last week's devotional, we spoke about the prophet Habakkuk's anxiety, complaint, and displeasure about what he felt was God's apathy and inactivity when it came to his prayers to God concerning the evil and wickedness he saw around him. In addition to this, when God did tell Habakkuk that he indeed was hearing his prayer, did care and was doing something habakkuk then told god that he didn't like the way god was going to handle the situation well in our scripture text we see another situation where believers namely the disciples are caught up in a frightful and difficult circumstance they cry out to god in fear and doubt and god shows himself to be present caring and powerful over what appears to be a life-threatening situation to the point where Jesus's followers showed amazement at his ability to turn a difficult situation around. Let's read our scripture text together. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. And I'll be reading this time from a New Testament Greek interlinear directly from the biblical text. Follow along in your Bible versions. Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. And he, Jesus, having entered into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, a great storm arose in the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. And he, Jesus, himself was sleeping. And having come to him, they awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. And he says to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? And then having arisen, he rebuked the winds and the sea, 
and there was a great calm. And the men marveled, saying, What kind of man is this, that even the winds and the sea him obey? Or obey him. You know, how often has a scenario like this described us, who have unsaved sons and daughters? We're following our Lord, and we're being obedient. We say we trust him. But then the winds and the seas of our prodigal's hostility, resentment, ridicule, scorn, opposition, and lifestyle lead us to doubt God's care and ability to deliver and save them. We cry out to the Lord that our situation is perishing. Well, today we're going to unpack our scripture text and address five key areas in our situation with our unsaved and wayward prodigal sons and daughters. One, the expectation of the storm. Two, the anxiety during the storm. Three, the presence or his presence in the storm. Four, his power over the storm. And five, our trust through the storm. I'll read those again. One, the expectation of the storms. Two, the anxiety during the storm. Three, his presence in the storm. Four, his power over the storm. And five, our trust through the storm. First, the expectation of the storm. You know, earlier in verse 18 of the same chapter, Jesus ordered the disciples to depart from the shores of Capernaum, where he was teaching and ministering, and sailed across the Sea of Galilee to the country of the Gadarenes. And our first text in chapter 8, verse 23 says, When he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Now, any regular dictionary would define the word follow to mean to travel behind, to go after, to come after, or to engage in as in a calling. But Greek has a much more deeper meaning to describe this word, Greek also being a picture language, as I have so often said. The Greek word for follow is okolutheo. It means to walk on the same path as someone, to be on the same road somebody else is traveling on. And that's the exact same picture that's portrayed here. Now, most of the disciples were fishermen, and they were familiar with the unpredictability of the Sea of Galilee and the sudden storms and turbulence that can occur there. And when you and I decided to surrender our lives to Christ and live for him, we also decided to Okolutheo, to follow him and walk the same path, the same road that Jesus our Lord walked. And that road may mean hostility, anger, resentment, and persecution by our own family members, even our own children. Matthew chapter 10, verse 36, Jesus warned that a believer's enemies would be members of his own household. Again in chapter 10, Jesus states in verses 34 through 39 that commitment to Christ would mean conflict, disagreement, and sometimes scorn or even hostility. In John chapter 7, verse 5, it says that Jesus' own family rejected him as the Messiah. The scripture text reads, not even his own brothers believed in him. As believers, as we decide to to travel on the same path as our Lord, 
until we reach the other side, like the disciples, we should have expectations of encountering the storms of family persecution, and in this case, yes, even from our prodigal sons and daughters, as we try to win them for Christ. Second is the anxiety during the storm. The anxiety during the storm. Only the Gospel of Matthew calls special attention to this storm account by using the word behold. In Greek, I duo. I duo. In Greek grammar, behold, I duo is in the aorist immediate and imperative. It calls special attention to something that is causing agitation and makes you focus more on. Our text next says, and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being covered by the waves. But Jesus himself was sleeping. Now that next important word in our text, storm, is the Greek word seismos, seismos, which usually describes an earthquake. Seismos means the agitation or shaking of the environment, usually from violent movements. And one can picture the height of the huge waves in this supernatural seismos or storm. No wonder the disciples believed that they were perishing. And in this situation, we can see God's hand in our own situation as well with our prodigals. Jesus surely knew that this storm was coming, and he would use it as a test to assess the faith of his disciples. The storm wasn't sent to destroy, but to strengthen the faith of his followers. And our text says that the boat was covered by the waves. And that phrase being covered, being in the Greek, present tense, it was not in danger of happening. It was already occurring. A situation, a storm, causing fear, anxiety, and worry, a circumstance that appears beyond remedy. And what does our text say Jesus was doing? Jesus himself was sleeping. Now, what about you and I, as our prodigals are exhibiting hostility, resentment, persecution, no signs of change or softening up, or receptivity to the gospel? Does it seem to you and I like Jesus is sleeping, and that he isn't aware of the storm, that he isn't doing anything about the situation whatsoever? It can seem that way many times when we keep our eye on what we can see. Third is his presence in the storm. His presence in the storm. In verse 25 in our text, it says, And having come to him, they awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. And that phrase, and having come to him, to approach, to come near, is the same Greek word, proserkomai, proserkomai, as in the book of Hebrews. Chapter, 14, chapter 4, verses 16, rather, and chapter 7, verse 25, where it describes to approach God in prayer and recognition of him for safety and help. And realizing that only their Lord could turn this impossible situation around, the doubts and the anxiety of the disciples during the storm got the best of them, and they became accusatory, believing like Habakkuk, that God was not attentive to the crisis and was not doing anything about it. In fact, in the Gospel of Mark's chapter 4, verse 38 account of this, it states in the text that the disciples actually asked Jesus 
if he didn't care that they were perishing. Now, the second part of verse 25 has the very epitome of a cry for deliverance during a crisis and for salvation. It's found in the three words, save, Lord, and perishing. And the word save, sozo, sozo, rescuing from great peril. When referring to salvation, it refers to preservation from eternal death and judgment. And then we see the word Lord, kuros, kuros, which means the only possessor of ultimate authority and uncontested power. That is our Lord Jesus. He is kuros, the possessor of all authority and uncontested power. How can we have faith and trust in anything else? And how can we have doubt? And that last phrase in the text, perishing, which is the word apolumni, apolumni. And this word refers to a situation that's utterly hopeless, completely destroyed and beyond remedy. How often do we come to that point with our prodigals when we come to the only one who can save and salvage an utterly hopeless situation? Only the Lord can remedy it. But with our eyes on the storms and waves of our prodigal's behavior, we doubt God's care, we doubt his concern, or we doubt his ability to change things. But then there's a shift in the atmosphere with number four, his power over the storm. His power over the storm. Now in verse 26, we read Jesus telling the disciples, or rather questioning them, why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then having arisen, he rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. Take note of that phrase, little faith, which is the Greek word oligopistos oligopistos, little faith. It does not refer to someone who doesn't have trust or faith. In Greek, this term refers to a lack of trust in a specific situation rather than an ongoing and regular pattern of doubt. Matthew's use of the term little faith is about a lack of trust by a believer in certain situations instead of not having a basic belief in Jesus as Lord. Our Lord's message to the disciples in saying this to them was clear. He just doesn't want them to believe in him as Lord. He wants all of us to trust, really trust him in our storms and difficult situations. We might have faith in our Lord in some situations, but often when it comes to our prodigals, we might doubt that he can deliver and save. And they may be, for a lack of a better term, we may consider them a tough nut to crack, a little beyond the Lord's ability to save. But Jesus being kudos, Lord with absolute authority and power of even the most difficult situations, rebukes epitomeo, epitomeo. Jesus rebukes the storm, the weak word meaning to put honor upon our Lord puts his honor, his name, his lordship over the circumstances as he came over the situation and helped the prodigals in that boat. At that moment, you can safely say in a certain way that the disciples were behaving like prodigals, doubting the Lord and wandering away from faith in him.
in that situation. And the text says that there was a great calm, a stillness, a tranquility. God's love and attentiveness and power, when we're dealing with our prodigals, calms the inner turmoil of our souls and remedies the waywardness of their state. In his own way and in his own time, he will bring about their deliverance and salvation. All we need to do is trust him and have complete confidence in him. And finally, this last shift in the atmosphere, number five, our trust through the storm. Our trust through the storm. The text in verse 27 describes the amazement and renewed trust and faith in the Lord at his power in the crisis. And that word amaze in the Greek is thuamazo. Thuamazo. It describes a human response of wonder and admiration and acknowledgement when confronted by divine intervention and revelation. And they were amazed, Thuamato, that the storm had to obey him, Kupakao, meaning under the hearing of authority, requiring submission. Only the Lord Jesus, our Lord, has that kind of authority to calm inner storms of turmoil and outer storms of difficult situations. Friends, brothers and sisters, as we pray, fast, witness to, and be salt and light to our prodigals, our wayward and unsaved or backslidden sons and daughters, we may see storms of hostility, anger, ridicule, scorn, persecution, or resentment. Our petitions and intercession may even kick up demonic forces that are at work in the situation. But know this. Although we can expect the storms of their reactions and experience anxiety and doubt during the storms of their hostility, we can have complete confidence in God's presence in the storm, and ultimately we will see his power over the storm. When the day of deliverance and salvation of our prodigals comes, it will be a time when we will all be amazed at his power and know that we can have trust through the storm. God will deliver and save our prodigals. Well, I pray that this devotional was a blessing to you, and it was a blessing to me as well as I was putting it together in my own concerns or my own situation as well. And so at this time, we reached a halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And we're going to break into a musical interlude at this time. When we return, we'll share some scripture, and then we're going to enter a word of prayer, a time of petition and supplication and intercession for the various requests we have as we bring them before the Lord for deliverance and salvation. There is still time to get in your prayer request. We invite you to key it in, type it in, or call it in. We will touch and agree with you and bring it before the Lord. And so we pray you will be blessed by these two musical numbers, and we will return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Stay tuned and be blessed.
who is like you. There is no one like our Lord Jesus. As I've said in the devotional, he is kudos. Absolute power, absolute authority, absolute love. And because of that, we can have complete trust and faith in him. Absolutely. I pray you were blessed by those two musical numbers. And that the Lord and the Holy Spirit poured out his blessing on you and strengthened you. I want to read three scriptures before we enter into our time of prayer. The first scripture is in Psalm 54, verse 4. Psalm 54, verse 4. Surely God is my help. The Lord is the one who sustains me. Our second scripture text is found in Psalm 4, verse 8. Psalm 4, verse 8. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And finally, Psalm 3, verse 5. Psalm 3, verse 5. I lie down and sleep. I awake again because the Lord sustains me. We don't have to allow, we don't have to let the flesh or the enemy disturb our sleep, our rest at night. We can have complete confidence that God will hear our prayers. He has heard them, and he will answer them in his own way, in his own time for our prodigal sons and daughters. We can lay down and have sweet sleep tonight. Complete trust and confidence in him. Not letting any of the storms of anxiety disturb us. We will be amazed at what will God do in the lives of our prodigal sons and daughters. The Lord will calm the turmoil of our hearts and souls. If we're worried or are anxious, he will rebuke them and calm them. And there will be peace and tranquility. We can sleep soundly tonight. You can sleep soundly tonight, knowing your prodigals are in God's hands. There is nothing to worry about. He's better than the Allstate man. You're in good hands with the Lord Jesus Christ. And so are your concerns. Whatever you're facing, place your trust in Christ. We're going to enter into our time of prayer right now, and there is still time to call in or type in, message in your prayer request into the Parents of Prodigals podcast app. When we see it, we will bring it before the Lord. But we're going to enter into our time of prayer right now. We received a request earlier this evening, which we're going to bring before the throne of grace. And this request is an anonymous request. A mother wants prayer. For all three children, the children's names are Stephanie, Marilyn, and Stephen. There are no details with this request, but the Lord knows all things. He knows all details. Let's come before the Lord with this request. Father, we thank you and praise you for a loving mother who has a burden for her three children. And we bring these three children before you, Stephanie, Marilyn and Stephen. We first pray for this mother, Lord God, that you calm her fears, give her sweet sleep tonight, 
rebuke the turbulence in her soul for her three children, whatever it may be, Lord God. Strengthen her faith and trust in you as she is in the boat, like the disciples. Calm her inner turmoil and rebuke the situation and turn it around, whatever it is, Lord God. We pray for Stephanie, Marilyn, and Stephen. Whatever it is, Lord God, that the situation involves, you know what it is, Lord. We commit all three of these children into your hands. If they're backslidden, if they've never turned to you, Lord God, we pray that you burden their heart, put a desire, a hunger, as a deer pants for water. So we pant and hunger and thirst for you, Lord God. Give all three of these children, Lord God. I don't know how old they are or what they're facing, but we touch and agree and pray with this mother. All of us do that you answer this mother's prayer for her three children, regardless of what it is, deliverance and salvation and blessing. We commit them into your hands. And we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to touch and agree with my sister who is listening right now, my dear sister in Christ who's tuning in. Her son Johnny is struggling with the demonic stronghold of alcoholism. And every week we pray for Johnny. We touch and agree for him, that the Lord deliver him and save him from this stronghold. Without further ado, let's touch and agree with this loving mother who's tuning in right now and pray for Johnny. Lord, your word says in... Psalm 3, that there are many foes and many people, many enemies rising up against us. And Lord, your word says that many are saying that God will not deliver us. Lord, this is a lie from the enemy. You are able to deliver and save, Lord God. And we lift Johnny up to you right now. You see the stronghold of alcoholism that has him in bondage. And we pray that you deliver him from this stronghold. Give him an aversion, a distaste for alcohol. Give him no rest and no peace, Lord God. Give him turbulence in his soul until he turns to you, Lord God. You are the Prince of Peace, Lord Jesus. You are the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but by you. None of these things can be found in anything else or anyone else, not even a bottle. And so we commit Johnny into your hands for his salvation, Lord. We pray that wherever he is right now, whatever he's doing, if it's anything that's destructive, you stop it right now. We rebuke the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus. Demonic forces, the, words have, the word of God says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what the enemy wants to do to Johnny, to steal his soul, to kill him, to destroy him. We rebuke those demonic forces that are out to do that. We plead the blood of Jesus over Johnny for his deliverance and salvation. We trust him into your hands, Lord God, to do what's best in your own best time. We commit him before you, Heavenly Father. We thank you and we praise you for his salvation. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Every week we pray for these two young men. Both of them have the same name, Joshua. One of these young men, 
well, actually both of them, were in bondage to substance abuse. It's my understanding that one Joshua did come to the Lord, but the enemy, of course, is always counterattacking, and he's not going to go this, allow this to go unaddressed. The enemy will always try to lure people back into the world, into old habits, to discourage them. And so we're going to pray for Joshua's perseverance in the faith. The other Joshua is also a young man struggling with substance abuse, and it's my understanding that God is moving in this young man's life. And although he's in a different area, not in the same locality, his parents who are praying for him also report that this young man is considering moving closer to the home church of his parents. We thank God for moving in this manner. You know, sometimes prayers are answered instantaneously. Other times, God moves in his own way, in his own time. It's a process sometimes, not an event. But we can trust the Lord that he knows what he's doing. He knows when to do it and how to do it. So let's pray for these two young men. Lord, we lift up Joshua, Lord God. We thank you and praise you for the Joshua who surrendered his life to you, Lord God. At one time he was, like in Psalm 1, he was walking in step with the wicked. He was standing in the way of sinners, and he was sitting in the company of mockers. But Lord, you've turned things around, and now his delight is in the law of the Lord. And we pray, Lord God, that you help Joshua to continuously meditate on your law, on your law day and night. Help him to be like a tree planted by streams of water. Refresh him, Lord God. If the enemy is trying to lure him back into old habits and old ways, we rebuke the forces of darkness. We pray for Joshua's continued perseverance in the faith, Lord God. Again, Lord, make Johnny, make Joshua like a tree planted by streams of water. Lord, let your Holy Spirit begin to show fruit in his life, Lord God, peace and joy and strength, Heavenly Father. Bless this young man. Help him to stay strong. Stekos in Greek, Lord God. Help him to stand firm in the faith when the enemy whispers in his ear to turn away, to go back to old ways. Holy Spirit, convict him. Speak to him. Give him a hunger for your word, Lord God. Your word cleanses and strengthens. Give Joshua an upper room experience. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. Strengthen him according to the power of your might, Lord God. Make him the man of God that you will make him to be. We commit Joshua into your hands. We pray for the other Joshua, Lord God. Your word says that the wicked are like chaff. They blow away and they won't stand in the judgment. We don't want to see Joshua stand in judgment, Lord God. We pray that Joshua's name will be written in the book of life. And so, Father, we pray for Joshua that you deliver him from the stronghold of drug addiction, that you turn his life around. Lord, he knows the gospel. Lord, he may have tried to respond to it many times, and the enemy lures him back, tempts him back. Lord, help him to stand. Convict him of his sin. Help him to make a firm commitment and stick with it, Lord God. 
we commit Joshua into your hands. Make both Joshuas, like the Joshua in the word of God, a warrior standing for the faith. We pray that both these Joshuas have your law continuously in their mouth. Being blessed, we commit them into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for these three young ladies by the name of Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. And these requests came in a while back, and we honor them every week. And it's my understanding that these three young ladies were facing situations, were in bondage to the stronghold of issues like depression or low self-esteem, maybe involved in certain lifestyles and hanging out with certain people, ungodly behaviors and wayward behaviors. And the parents of these three young ladies are believers, burdened for them. Like our devotional, the storms of doubt and anxiety sometimes plague these parents as they pray for them. Right now, we're going to touch and agree for the parents of these three young ladies and these three young ladies. Touch and agree with me right now. Father, you see these three young ladies, Gabby, Angela, and Valentina, Lord God. And Lord, you see that these three young ladies, Lord, are facing a variety of issues. Lord, it may be depression. It may be low self-esteem. It may be emotional issues, maybe a traumatic event. Lord, you see what issues Gabby, Angela, and Valentina are facing, Lord. We pray for all three of them, that you touch their hearts. Any resentment, any resistance, any anger, any hostility that they have in their hearts, Lord God, that you soften it, melt it away through the heat and the power, the dunamis, the changing ability, the transforming ability of your Holy Spirit, Lord God. Work in their three lives, Heavenly Father. Get the gospel to them. It may be through another Christian. It may be through a Christian song, maybe a track. Maybe you'll speak to them in a dream or a vision, or you'll weigh upon their hearts, Lord God. Whatever method you choose, we commit Gabby and Angela and Valentina into your hands to deliver to save, and to bless. Make all these three young women, the women of God, turn them into the women of God from the Bible. Esther, Ruth, Mary. Lord, turn all three of these young women into women of God from the scriptures, strong in the faith, committed to you, Lord God. Turn their lives around, Father. We commit all three of them into your hands. We pray for the parents of these three young ladies. And Lord, the storms and turbulence and the waves and the wind of doubt and anxiety may be disrupting the peace of the parents of these three young ladies. Give the parents peace, tranquility. Give them sweet sleep tonight, Heavenly Father. Their daughters are in your hands, God. You can be trusted with them. We trust you. We believe you. We love you. We have confidence in you, Lord that you will deliver and save and guard Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. We thank you for their salvation. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Every week we pray for a young lady by the name of China. China is the daughter of a dear brother and sister in Christ from my local church, Brother Jamie and Sister India. And China, several months ago, was delivered from a stronghold that her parents have been praying for and against. And China was finally delivered, and China surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. And there are mighty changes that are taking place in China's life. But again, the enemy never allow these things to go unaddressed, and he will always launch a counterattack to try to discourage, to try to disillusion, to try to tempt through thoughts, through peers, through pressure, even through the media. But we're going to touch and agree for China right now for her continued perseverance in the faith. Touch and agree with me right now. Father, we always thank you continually. We mentioned China in our prayers before. And Lord, we pray that you continue to strengthen China's faith as she has committed her life to you. Father, we pray that you bless her work produced by faith her labor prompted by love, and give her endurance, which is inspired by her hope in you, Lord Jesus. Lord, strengthen China's Christian walk with you. Strengthen China's commitment and relationship with you, Lord God. Continue to turn her into the woman of God you are making her. Again, the great women of faith, Esther and Ruth, Deborah, turn China, make her into a woman of God, similar to these women of God, women of faith, commitment and consecration. Strengthen her against any temptation that comes her way, which tries to lure her back into the world, into all patterns of behavior. We commit her into your hands, Lord God. Lord, we pray that you help her to live in a way that pleases you. And that you give her a hunger for your word. Make her a prayer warrior. Strengthen her prayer life as she reads your word. Feed her, nourish her, bless her. We just commit China into your hands. We worship and praise you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. We received a prayer request a while back, and it is the burden of my heart to continuously bring this request before the throne of grace. The mom called this prayer request in several months back. It says as follows, Please pray for my son Caleb. He's in the Navy, and he's discouraged and disappointed with his life. He says nothing ever works out for him, and he has a wife, and they have an eight-month-old daughter. At the time, she was eight months old. I'm sure she's older now. And they've been separated for several months into their marriage. And Caleb says that considering his situation, he doesn't believe that God is real, but that the Lord is a fable. And this mom says that her heart is heavy in anxiety for her son. 
will touch and agree with me right now as we pray for Caleb and his situation. Father, we lift up this mother, Lord God. We don't know her name, but you know her name and you know where she is and what she's going through. It says that her heart is heavy, and many of a heart is heavy for a prodigal. Full of anxiety, again, like our devotional says. The heart of this mother is in a storm. We pray right now, Lord, that you rebuke the inner storms in her heart and you calm the emotional wind and seas within her and that you give her peace so that there's tranquility. Strengthen this mother's faith and commitment and trust in you so that she trusts Caleb and his situation into your hands. When she gets discouraged, Lord, encourage her. When she becomes weak, strengthen her. When she feels down, lift up her head, Lord God. As our scripture mentioned, Lord, help her to sleep in peace because everything is in your hands, Lord God. We lift up Caleb right now and his family, Heavenly Father. We thank you and praise you for his family. We thank you and praise you for his service to our country. And Lord, we just pray that you look at Caleb's situation. He doesn't believe that you're real. Lord, manifest yourself to him in a mighty way, Lord God. Move in his life. Show him that you are not a fable. You are real. The enemy has lied to him. We rebuke the forces of darkness. We rebuke the enemy who was lying to him. We pray for Caleb that you show yourself mighty so that he is amazed. You can calm the inner turmoil of his heart and mind. Lord, you are aware of the situation. You see what's happening. And so, Lord God, we pray for Caleb and his family that you move in a mighty way in his life and in the life of his wife and his child. Put a hedge of protection around all of them, Lord God. We pray for Caleb. We pray for his child and his wife. We pray for his marriage. Lord, turn this family into a Christian family. Turn this household into a household of believers. Turn Caleb's life around. You have a purpose for him, Lord God. You have a mission for him. Show yourself mighty in Caleb's life. Manifest yourself to him, Lord God. Speak to him. Lord, in any manner that you choose, maybe again a dream, a vision, a gospel track, a Christian song, a co-worker, a fellow naval personnel member who's a believer, any way you choose, Lord God, in your own time and your own way, Heavenly Father, move in Caleb's life. Turn his life around, Lord God. We commit him into your hands. If necessary, give Caleb a Damascus Road experience so that you can change him and transform him into the man of God that only you can turn him into, Lord God. We trust you and we believe you. We know it's going to come to pass. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, we've come to the end of our time together in the Parents of Prodigals podcast, and I pray that this particular time together was a blessing to you. 
And so we'll return back on the air next Thursday, August 17th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will continue throughout the week to pray for these prayer requests. We do not just pray for them once a week. We bring them before the Lord during the week, touching and agreeing for the deliverance and salvation of all these requests. And don't think that you can only send in your request on a Thursday. You can go on the Podbeam website or the Parents of Prodigals website, parentsofprodigals.usa parentsofprodigals.usa and send in your prayer request there we will see it we will bring it before the throne of grace during the week and bring it before the throne of grace on the air we will be praying for all these requests during the week as well and so that being said until next thursday august 17th at 7 p.m If you are the parent of an unsaved son or daughter, backslidden, wayward, and you live in New York, California, Pennsylvania, or Oklahoma, if you're the parent of a prodigal son or daughter and you're living in Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Oregon, Washington, Rhode Island, New Mexico, Arizona, or Indiana, if you're the parent of an unsaved or wayward son and daughter, You live in Wisconsin, Georgia, New Hampshire, Louisiana, Minnesota, or Illinois, or Michigan. If you're the parent of an unsaved or prodigal son and daughter, and you're burdened for them, for their salvation, and you want their names written in the Book of Life, and you live in Mexico, Canada, Bosnia-Herzegovina, the Philippines, the United Kingdom, and Canada, no matter where you are, if you are the parent of an unsaved prodigal or backslidden son and daughter, and you are in the next town, the next village, the next city, the next state, the next country, across the seas, if you are the parent of an unsaved or backslidden prodigal son and daughter, watch the road. Watch the road. Remain steadfast in prayer, being watchful therein. And watch the road. Your prodigal will be on it. God bless you. And good night.